guys. Welcome back to the Weekend Review. <laughs> Hi, guys. I think the hardest thing for us every single week is how do we start this thing, but we're glad you're here and we're glad we're going. So Yes, let's let's keep running. Yeah, as we jump into this week, uh, before we get into the Intersect and all that kind of stuff, I want to take a second to give a, a giant shout out. Shout uh, out! Uh, to uh, the Raymer Schultz group. Uh, we got to see pictures on Facebook last last Sunday or in going down to OB and serving hot dogs and bringing food and dinner and doing all that. It was just an amazing time. So, so awesome. Way to go, Danny and Ashley. You know, way to go, Trevor and Casey. And Yay. good job. Uh, we just told you guys like a month ago, we want to be not just gathering and growing, but we want to be going. And you guys are already doing it. So super proud of you. Thank you for doing that. Yay. The rest of us need to step up our game. Do it. Get in the game and get out there. So. Jumping into this week, uh, we have some announcements for you, but Beth and I totally slacked. <laughs> I didn't slack. The loop slacked. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we don't know the announcements yet, but good thing you guys have your loop and you can look right there. Yeah, and, and they'll be in the email, which you're going to yeah. have to use to click on the link to get here. So, so you are all well informed. Well Very informed. prepared. So getting right into the intersect. Uh, jumping right in. Jumping right in. The last couple of weeks, what I've been talking to you guys about as we are in... Uh, the, this discussion of John 17, this discussion of Jesus's prayer is taking the time to read it inside of your small groups as well. Uh, so I'd like you to start out with that thing with that again, and just kind of continue to go through this prayer, take the time to read all the way through it. We did it in our small group. We yeah. did it to verse 10. Yeah. It was, it was like a really cool moment. Yeah. Uh, it was good. I liked it. You know, this week it's been fun. Uh, last week I say it was fun. My group was able to engage with it as well. And just having this idea of like, well, what else is sticking out to us? This week, we're going to ask you guys to cover verses 10 through uh, end of 15. Uh, but so you, 1 through 15. No, not no. verse 10 through 15. We've been doing five verses a week, so we're on the, we're on the, last, the third portion of it. Although, I, I would suggest you pick up in verse 9, just because that's the start of a paragraph and sort of a thought there. So um, if you go 9 to the end of 15, there's a lot there. And actually, verse 15, we covered this weekend in the sermon. And so um, bits and pieces. And again, the questions that I've been asking my small group, and I suggest you ask her, is what stood out to you from this passage? What can you learn about God in this passage? What can you learn about yourself in this passage? What should you apply or do because of what you read in this passage? And lastly, who is somebody you could possibly share this with as a, mm-hmm. as a word of encouragement? Your group doesn't have to answer all five of those questions, but I ask all five at once, and my group kind of picks up, well, I I see this about God, or really this is what stuck out to me, or you know what, I think I need to call my mom and just say, remind her about that. So it just does the kind of randomly off of that. So start off with that, and it's a good reminder. I like starting with John 17, because Mm -hmm. then we're going to go right into, hey, what stood out to you this weekend? You know, and and that kind of question. (laughs) I wrote a, the question differently last week, um, and I feel like it's a question that could work better. This week, I think we have in there from this past weekend's teaching, what stood out to you, which could bring a bunch of a bunch of opinion <laughs> mm. about how they felt across the whole message or a particular point. I like to ask a question, as you look at your notes, what's one thing that you wrote down or what's one question that you had? Mm-hmm. And so again, a it reminds them they should have a filled out intersect in their hand. But secondly, I think it kind of allows us to move around some of those opinions a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, jumping in, uh, question number two: We have a sliding scale, Beth. What, what's this about? So this is a reference to the passage uh, that Steve used this weekend in Matthew ten 
verses 16 through 18. And so talking about being wise like a servant, a serpent, and loving like a loving like a dove or harmonious like a dove. And so um, being aware in your group that fully to one way or the other is going to be extreme, you know, and Mm, so God calls us to both. But you might have people that are just really shrewd and don't have the loving dove part and vice versa. And not to call blame or put blame or, you know, judge, but just to see where they're at. And then that really saying that we're called to do both. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so if you are on one side of it, you know, it's not, it's not a bad thing to want to be towards the other side. So. And across this whole intersect, you guys might've picked up as you look through, we're kind of tackling those two main things. So how can you be both wise and shrewd? Or, or gentle and, and shrewd, and then how how can you both, you know, you know, stand out instead of bailing out or selling out? So they, these kind of two principles going around. So if your group is kind of tending more towards this this concept, of what Beth just shared this this loving like a dove and wise as a serpent, I, I think that maybe a good follow up question or an application question could be would be is how what's one thing that you can do to improve? Like you're saying that like and then ask for an action step from them. So how can you grow? If you're a person that totally sides like loving like a dove, how can you, what's one thing you can do to grow like a serpent? That's, you know, not, that sounds weird. Grow like <laughs> like a a serp- serpent. Don't do that. People. Grow shrewd. Grow, grow shrewd. shrewd and grow wise and prudent. Yeah. And that means, which brings us down into the discussion questions kind of going through. And there are, just like we said, there's two different sections of scriptures mm. this week. Mm. Um, <laughs> Some of you guys might want to choose the first section because it's much shorter to read than the second <laughs> section. But like we said last week, um, you have six different passage references. Some of you groups have no problem kind of, you know, working yourself through all that scripture, which is great. Other one of your groups are really going to discuss one or two passages at length. Totally up to you. You have freedom here as a group. What will serve your group best? But as you look at this first group of scriptures and we're looking at what it means to using wisdom to be shrewd when it comes to, you know, standing out, um, the first two verses are, you know, the Proverbs and the first John, they're very, very straightforward. You know, the Proverbs is, is, you know, only simpletons believe everything that they hear. So, mm. so only, don't... only a fool believes, you know, mm-hmm. takes everything, you know, with equal value. You know, the first John, the first John verse talks about how we should test everything, test the spirit, every, you know, that we shouldn't just be quick to make a decision. And I, the applications for this in our time and day are, I mean, so readily available, you know, don't trust every website. Mm. Don't trust every, every friend, every every blog post, don't trust every blog post. How many diets have you seen come and go? I mean, how many, (laughs) how many political opinion, I mean, just what, you know, just the gluttony of information, but the Amos passage can be a it's an interesting one, I think, for us, and uh, it can be a little bit tricky to kind of understand and read through. But what really what is what Amos is trying to get to? There is a time for us to speak, and there is a time for us to be quiet. There are seasons in life, and there are seasons in conversation. And sometimes the shrewdest thing that we can do, the wisest thing that we can do, is holding our tongue. Mm-hmm. Amen. And 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 just being quiet. And what I'd love to see here is how have you seen. Um, wisdom be displayed in silence, mm-hmm. you know, in a conversation and, and where of your life have you seen, you know, this could be a good follow question, wisdom displayed in silence. So uh, I know there's some people when I, when I used to work in construction, one of the wisest guys on the job, 
you know, he went, he, everyone else would be trying to come up with a solution, be talking back and forth for half an hour, and he waited out. He'd say one sentence, but it was always the wisest thing in the room. And so we would wait that out. So who is that, and how do we see the silence really be, take, take a, take a impact there? Going in that second group of scriptures, these are a little bit longer, right, Beth? Longer passages, and I think that uh, same thing. The first two are pretty um, straightforward, especially the John 8 passage of just it's a no-win situation, mm-hmm. but knowing what to say and how to say it or knowing what to do and how to you know respond to it. But the Daniel passage is the one that I'd like to unpack for a second. Yeah. Um, it's a long passage, and so just getting reading it so you can get the history behind it. But I think verse eight is really where the setup is. And so it's um, Daniel, he's determined not to defile himself. Mm -hmm. So he's determined not to be like them. Yeah. But how can he do this in a way that's the most God honoring? And so instead of demanding or just this is what's going to happen, he gives them a proposition. He asks them a question and says, hey, let's try this out. And so sometimes we we might feel like we need to demand our position and authority. And sometimes it's really good where it's, hey, this is, let me ask this question. Let me ask if I could do this and see how that works out. Trusting and knowing that God's going to honor them and in the end, how well it worked out for him because he did it this way. And so just the humility, the humility and being able to be shrewd and stand out in a way of just asking a simple question. Yeah, and I think that, you know, in this particular situation with Daniel, they're talking about being taken outside the land and being asked to eat a diet that was not permitted to those to the Jews of that time. And so he was, but instead of just being forced into it and saying, okay, this is the only choice I had, he looked and sought out a different answer. Mm-hmm. And I just think about, we can apply the same concept to things at work. Sometimes we can get forced down a road where this is a dishonest work practice, this is a dishonest you know, and, oh, well, I just have to go with this because everyone's doing it. Well, no. Can we ask for a way out? Can we see God? God says he will give us a door. He will give us a way. Mm-hmm. Are we searching after that? I think about this with our students, with what you do, Beth. I mean, how much peer pressure and things that we feel like there's no other way, but no. There's there's always another there's, way. There's always another way. How can we be seeking after those things and trying to make sure that we're not just conforming to the world, but really kind of standing up from that? And then lastly, we get back to the triangle that Steve used this weekend kind of this, this the, the goal of being able to stand out the goal of not not choosing the e- the, the easy paths mm-hmm. and options and um I think I'll just bring out uh kind of a great discussion um it was interesting last week we asked kind of a couple hard questions what mainly is where did you fail mm-hmm. and people were like mm, crickets crickets yeah which yeah. is Across for me the board. My, which for me for my group was just a little depressing I was like come on we can sit here and we can joke for a half an hour we can talk about this but we can't softball up with failure. Mm. Um, this question has some potential for that too. And so um, I would just be, I wouldn't, I would try to press in and I would do this in split group. Yeah. And I don't even think it's so much that it's, we can't give a failure. I think maybe we might have too many failures and not a lot of standouts. And so just as a leader, recognizing that, let's not go down the, wow, we've all sold out a ton and we yeah. haven't stood out, you know? And so just giving opportunities and pointing. We've been with our small groups for a long time. We know when they've stood out. They've stood out in our small group. Yeah, that's good. And so making sure that we... Um, I'm always to let's look to the positive. And so, 
you know, recognizing encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. Recognizing when we bail out, but man, please encourage about you. You are not a failure. You have stood out and this is how I've seen you stood out and you call them by name, give them a personal example, man, they'll be on a high for a week. And I think that's, that's awesome that you have the opportunity to do that. And so with that, we just want to say you guys are all standouts. You are. And you guys so are great awesome. jobs and you guys are fighting the good fight. You are finishing the race well. So thank you guys for doing what you're doing. We appreciate you and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.